Hey everyone, welcome to Change Your Mindset, Change Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Brie Marie from livingbrilliant.com. I'm a blogger, online course creator, a mindset and success strategist, and now a podcast host. This podcast is all about how our mindset creates the reality of every aspect of our lives, from money, to relationships, to careers, to entrepreneurship, and even our health and wellness. I know firsthand just how powerful our mindset is, and just how easy it can be to get lost in the complexities of life. Through my own journeys with anxiety, a tough career transition, building a blog from scratch, and a super shaky start with online entrepreneurship, I've been able to connect with experts, coaches, entrepreneurs, and other bloggers from all around the world who are now excited to share their transformational stories and mindset shifts with you. So let's jump in. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Change Your Mindset, Change Your Life. Today's guest is Jenna Black and she is absolutely amazing. I met her on Instagram and I don't know who followed who, but we ended up DMing each other and I learned a little bit more about Jenna's work. And so she works with female entrepreneurs, mostly coaches and healers with success and wealth alignment coaching. So more around money mindset, confidence, clarity, and personal branding. And I really, really enjoyed getting to know Jenna. And I thought that this episode was absolutely phenomenal. I knew that I loved it as we were, as we were recording. But then when I went back to listen to it um, during editing, I was like, I don't even need to edit anything out. This just sounds so great. It was jam-packed with value. And sometimes, especially in business, we get so caught up in the strategies and sales funnels and marketing and branding. And all of those things are really, really important, especially in, in sustainability of your business. But sometimes it comes down to your characteristics as a person and the types of practices that you implement into your life. And so in this episode, we talk about how to tell the difference between your intuition and your ego, shifting your mindset around money, and some techniques that Jenna uses to get into a flow state. And she has this great practice called where she basically uses her journaling practice to get into that flow state, which I think is so cool. I really loved when we started talking about self-adequacy and how to overcome fear because I think when you're starting out in your business, fear can feel like it is the drive. And Jenna's been doing this for four years, so she has definitely come across some, some hurdles and I think that she has great insight on how to overcome those things. All of Jenna's links are going to be in the description down below. She has a great Facebook group, an amazing website. Her Instagram is great. And I've listened to some of the podcast episodes episodes that she has up and they're absolutely phenomenal. So definitely go and check her out. If you guys have any questions, please email me at info at and I'll talk to you guys later. 
Hi, Jenna. How are you? Hi, Bree. I'm good. How are you going? I'm doing well. It's Monday here, and I know it's Tuesday where you are, which the time and always, always. I'm in the future. (laughs) (laughs) It's my favorite thing to say to my American clients. I'm like, I'm in the future. Oh, that's so (laughs) weird. It's so funny to me. Um, And you guys just had your, because now you're transitioning into spring. Yeah, we're in spring now. Um, So it's heating up here in Sydney. It's really lovely. I live right near the beach, so it's so good to be able to walk down there and get some sun finally. (laughs) Oh, lucky you. I know we're just transitioning into winter. Yeah. Well, I guess technically autumn is the season, but like where I'm in California, we're actually expecting um, like a tropical storm because there was a hurricane off the coast of Mexico. So it's like 80% humidity. Right now. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's the so one. It's kind of crazy. It's like gloomy out and looks like it's going to rain. Like it looks like it should be cold, but when you go outside, it's like heat. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I love storms, so I always get, I'm like, yes big storm rolling in it's so good <laughs> yeah I love like winter storms like I'll li- I yeah. live for those but like when yeah. it's hot and it looks cold I'm like okay I feel like I'm being tricked <laughs> yeah like what's happening <laughs> what do I wear <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think that's the biggest thing what do you wear <laughs> yeah <laughs> so you are a business and success coach at abundantboss.com and so tell us just a little bit of more about what you do Yeah, for sure. So yeah, so I'm a business success coach and I also specialize in money mindset and really helping people create an abundance mindset. So I really work with service-based women in business, a lot of coaches and creatives and thought leaders. And really my big goal for them is to help them step fully into that next level. So when I work with someone, it's we're always getting really clear on what next level would look like in terms of what income they want to be making the type of influence they want to have what type of work they want to be doing and then I am just their wing woman (laughs) there with them to help them step up into that so really my style of coaching is blending strategy personal branding marketing with the inner work it's all about alignment getting aligned to your soul desires working on your money mindset and making sure that you're really stepping into that power from within Um, yeah, so that's, that's what I do. I really help people step into that next level. Oh, I love that work. That's awesome. And so how did you get started with all of it? Yeah. Yeah. So I think like everyone, I've had a bit of a windy, like so many people, I should say, I had a bit of a windy journey getting into business coaching and abundance coaching, but I actually started off in fashion industry um, and worked in digital marketing. I was a digital uh, marketing strategist and e-commerce manager for a fashion brand. And we were, um, pulling in about a million a year on that, um, in the business that I worked on, I was running their online store. I did that for a few years. Um, and also had a background in digital copywriting and working really in like small businesses, um, in digital. So that was my experience about 10 years before I started my own business. But I actually went originally when I started my own business, my very first business was as a health coach. So I was working in the fashion industry and just kind of like, you know, there has to be something else out there. I was getting those intuitive whispers of, you know, this isn't what you should be doing. 
um, and really started my personal development journey from there. And I came across health coaching and was like, wow, people can get paid to help people with their health. And really the health coaching that I was studying was not just about weight loss or anything like that. It was more the mindset in, in becoming healthy and really looking at your life holistically um, and stepping into that next vision that you want to call in. So I health coached with clients for about six months. Um, and in those first six months, I really started to realize that I was drawn to um, helping people step into that next level and work on their mindset a lot more. So the mindset was coming up over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was interesting because at the same time, all the other women that I'd studied health coaching with, they were coming to me and saying, hey, can you help me with my marketing and my branding? And like, you're creating so much success with this and your business is looking so amazing from the get-go. Like, how do you do that? So really helping um, people move into their, um, sorry, helping people with branding and marketing was the next step. So I went from the health coaching straight into business coaching. Um, and from there, it's just evolved. And over time, the business coaching, which I've been doing for about three and a bit years, has really been it focused on the personal branding to start with and marketing. And then I realized more and more people were having money blocks coming up and um, a lack of self-confidence and people not feeling worthy, really. And so I really moved more into helping women with that inner confidence and helping them with their mindset. So that's where I'm at now. <laughs> so all of my background has kind of come together when I look at it, like, and I, you know, when you connect the dots, I can see right. why all, how it all works together. But when I was in it, I was like, Oh my God, what am I doing? You know, changing direction all the time, but yeah. um, I absolutely love what I do now. So yeah. It's so easy to connect the dots when you look back. <laughs> like For sure. I, I think we always try to connect them, like going forward, like, mm-hmm. like you were saying, like putting together like puzzle pieces but it usually never works in our favor. (laughs) No, never. And that's what I tell my clients. I'm like, you've just got to keep taking the action because the clarity will come as you take the action, but it's not going to come when you're just sitting there and trying to figure it out. (laughs) Yeah. Another thing I wanted to circle back to was how you were saying that you were like getting little whispers Mm. from, from the universe, like, Oh, there's to be something else out there. What, how would you like, can you give me an example of mm. what that looked like. Yeah, so I, I believe that started showing up for me in the form of anxiety mm-hmm. um, and being in the workplace in the fashion industry that I was working in. Number one, fashion is a very um, intense kind of surface level industry and I, you know I do believe that there's a deeper element to fashion and people you know representing who they are through their clothing but the industry that I was in it was very surface level and very much about appearances only and I really got, a, I had a lot of anxiety going into the workplace every day. And in my last kind of couple of years of working at this particular um, company that I was at. And so I think the, it showed up in the form of anxiety. And I really believe that those uncomfortable moments of maybe having anxiety or feeling um, self-conscious is just your soul trying to push through to what you're really meant to be doing and, and bringing you into alignment. And, and so, yeah, that's how it kind of started for me. And so I think I was just going into work every day and just feeling like, Oh my God, I don't want to be here. Not feeling like it was the right place for me. And I think at that same stage, I started my personal development journey in a lot more depth. Um, and so I was really reading a lot of different books and things that were helping me to see life in a different way and to really question, you know, my purpose and what I was called to do. 
Um, and so, yeah, it just, it became like a little golden thread of like weaving through every single day and every single day having to check in and say like, this doesn't feel right and, and really trust that. And when I signed up for the health coaching course, that was like my first step to start my own business. That was, you know, it all kind of, um, came into place from there because I took that risk and I took a leap out of my comfort zone and, and went for it. Yeah. That's interesting. Cause I feel like every person that I've interviewed for the podcast that like we've all kind of started in one area and we get those like I love that you use the term whisper because it's Mm. never like screaming out at you like this isn't what you're supposed to be doing it's just like this little like someone um, called it like a niggle like and that's exactly it's like a little just like oh this isn't how it should be and it's right it's like it's a very uncomfortable uncomfortable feeling and for me I when I was working in recruiting it was at my I think came my like uncomfortableness however that's even a word came up as as anxiety as well and just yeah feeling like mm, this might not be where I'm supposed to be but also I didn't know that people made money in other ways like I thought like yeah. everyone just did the same things they mm-hmm. graduated from university and got a corporate job and then they worked in that job for 40 or 50 years before mm-hmm. they retired. and that's not the case at all yeah and I was the exact same it was like what like I could do health coaching I didn't even know it was an option and it was just like one of those light bulb moments really was like that was the moment where I was like wow okay this is my intuition actually guiding me to something bigger and better. Um, yeah, but I think it is definitely like your intuition is almost like a quiet. It, I kind of think of it as like grounded, like it feels like a grounded knowing, but it's very quiet and it's very subtle. And, and then your fear is going to shout at you. So <laughs> you need yeah. to know the difference between the fear or the ego shouting at you <laughs> and trying to like hold you back from moving forward yeah. or the intuition which is going to guide you forward. Um, and it can be really hard to trust the intuition because it's the thing it's like, Oh, we know we should do that, but everything is telling us not to. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Cause I feel like, yeah, my ego is always the one that's like shouts the loudest. And then it's uh-huh. my intuition is always very calm and like level headed, but it's like yeah. you have something like screaming at your face. And it's like so difficult to ignore that and like go with like what your intuition is saying, I think. But you have, I mean, it comes with, I think it comes with practice. Like you kind of have to, to get used to being like, okay, this is where I know my ego pops up and like, this is what's triggering it and really being able to discern which direction to, to go in. But that kind of like transitions me into the next kind of point that I wanted to hit on was one of the things that I always say is like with mindset shifts it's never something that is it's for like it happened in one or two ways so it's like one is either slow simmer or one Mm. is like turning on a light a light switch so what was your as you were like transitioning out of fashion into health coaching and maybe you can even talk about like from health coaching into maybe working more with money mindset like what was your experience with those mindset shifts Mm, yeah I mean for me it was definitely the slow simmer um but then as I say like as I think back I have had a few kind of light switch moments too right like a bigger (laughs) like a bigger bigger breakthrough moment where it's like no like I'm I'm ready to let go of that for good Mm -hmm. um so I've had a few of those for sure but um 
I think in general, it was a slow simmer. And I mean, what that looked like for me was just continuing to be really curious um, and question my beliefs and question everything that I've been taught. And this is what I help my clients with. It's like, we have to, I really believe in being self-aware and self-curious. And that can be such an important way to break through to that next level really quickly. It's like, call yourself out on your own BS, you know, like mm-hmm. call yourself out on your own beliefs and patterns and programming that we've all been brought up with. You know, we all have such unique programming around money or around our worth or whatever it might be. So I really just looked at that myself and continued to explore it um, and face, you know, my own money story and face um, my own fears and really unpack them and, and understand whether they were my truth to carry anymore and and usually they're not. Um, And so that's always like an uncomfortable journey. And I think like for me it was definitely that slow simmer of a lot of years of uncomfortableness and I'm still going through it. You know, I feel like we're always going to that next level and with that next level comes more fear or more blocks because we're conditioned to operate at a certain level. So when we're trying to break through that next level, it's, you know, we have to adjust to that. Um, so yeah, you know, for me, it was just about being curious and, and also exploring it as my clients were exploring it, I think was really powerful. So I was teaching people how to do it themselves and then having to like, kind of look at my own stuff as well, um, and kind of face it. (laughs) Yeah. That's really interesting that you brought that up because I feel like sometimes too, even with the clients that I have, I'm like, they'll ask me questions that just really challenge me. And I'm like, Mm. I have to be really honest and say like, I don't know. Um, yeah. but then I, on, then that like sparks that curiosity for me where I'm like, okay, now I need to figure it out because like, not only is that information important for them, but it's also important for me to have. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that that's really good to kind of realize that the journey never really ends. <laughs> like, uh-huh. I remember like when you make your first dollar in your business and then you have to like realize, okay, well now I'm going to make $10 and then a hundred dollars and a thousand <laughs> kind of have to continue to destroy those blocks as you as the increments and the bars raised yeah for sure yeah it's a constant journey of of up leveling absolutely (laughs) (laughs) and one of the things that we kind of talked about in our previous conversation and we both really agreed with this is that taking action is the fastest way to shift your mindset Mm -hmm. so yeah how can you kind of like expand on that a bit? Yeah. Um, okay. So I guess like if I think about my own journey, I really spent months of just staying stuck and not taking the action and, you know, letting that fear hold me back from moving forward. And then all the times that I know I've stepped out of that comfort zone, which I try to do on a daily basis now, but when I was first starting this journey, it was definitely like, you know, months of breaks between taking a big leap. Um, But when I first started doing that, I realized that everything good was on that outside of that fear bubble, right? So I always tell my clients, it's like you're sitting in like a fear, think of it as like a fear cage and the door is wide open and all you have to do is just step out of there or fly out of that fear cage. But most people will stay in there and let the fear hold them back. Um, And hence they're experiencing the same situations, the same, you know, money struggles, the same struggles with showing up and growing their business. Um, So I think taking the action first before you see the change is really key. And your mindset develops with that. So 
all the times that I've just stepped out of my comfort zone, even though I felt the fear, I've then built my confidence after doing that. The confidence has started to develop after that. But I can say that you're not going to feel confident. So you're not going to be able to say, okay, I'm going to work on my confidence today and then I'm going to take the action. You know, I'm going to feel confident first before I do it. We have to take the action first. And then that, that inner work aligns with that, right? And we, and we build that confidence and we build that sense of worthiness as we go, as we develop. But, yeah, I think so many people just hold themselves back from doing it and, you know, they're waiting to feel confident first and, and it rarely happens that way. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I think action takes precedent over everything else. You just mm-hmm. kind of stay in that same cycle. Do you know who um, Mel Robbins is? <clears throat> yeah, yes, I heard, I've heard, heard of her. Okay, yeah, she has this thing, and I'm probably going to misquote it like because I, I can't remember anything verbatim when people say it. I just like <laughs> take the message and kind of turn it into my own thing. But she was talking about confidence and like how confidence isn't how we always perceive it to be. Like, oh, you like feel like you're like that you can do anything or like that you're like that you can't. What am I trying to say? Like, self confidence isn't um, feeling like you can do anything or everything is mm. taking the action it's just yeah. like putting yourself out there I'm sure she like the way that she explained it was so eloquent and much better than I could ever explain <laughs> it but I feel like that's true like sometimes having that confidence isn't always like I'm gonna nail this I'm gonna hit it out of the park I'm gonna do like the best job ever it's mm. just like simply just taking that first step of being like I'm gonna let curiosity drive me for a second for sure. And like every time I've taken the action and I've seen my clients do it too, it's like everything blossoms from there as well, right? I really believe that when you invest in yourself through taking a leap of faith or um, stepping out of your fear cage, <laughs> the universe invests back in you, right? You're always held, you're always supported. And it's, it's like everything is like just outside of that and we just need to give ourselves permission to go for it and take, it, take the action even if we're really scared of it. And I always remind myself as well, the things I'm most scared of doing are the things I should be doing, (laughs) right? Like if I feel uncomfortable around it, it's like, cool, okay, use that as a green light of what you most need to do. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I want to talk about my dream that I had, my snake dream. (laughs) Yeah, we're talking about that the other day. (laughs) Yeah, snake dream. So Jenna's already heard this story, but I'm going to tell you guys. So I had this dream the other night. Um, where I was basically the, throughout the entire dream, I was being bit by a snake and it was like a, a venomous, a poisonous snake. And it only bit me once at first. And then I was like sitting down and it came back and it like bit me multiple times. And I was like standing there with someone and they were like, she's going to die because like the snake keeps biting her. And I remember waking up from the dream And, like, expecting to have all of those, like, signs and symptoms of, like, having a nightmare. Like, the cold sweats and the, like, heart pounding and just, like, that feeling of anxiousness. But I remember in the dream as, like, the guy was saying, like, if she keeps getting bit, like, she's going to die. And I remember in my dream I was so calm and, like, composed for whatever reason. And I kept thinking, like, I'm not going to die like my, my will to live is so much stronger than my fear of death. And so when I woke up and I was completely calm and just like was able to like get up and be like, okay, like why am I not freaking out right now? 
And the other thing too, is I never remember my dreams. Like I know that I have dreams, but I don't, I'm not the type of person who like will remember the dream, like remember my dreams. So it was like very odd. So I was like, okay, obviously there's like something to this that I'm supposed to remember this and kind of analyze it. And so I like did some search on, on Google and everyone was like, oh, you're like, it means that you're being stabbed, backstabbed by someone. And I was like, that's really not the case. Like, I don't know, but that's that's definitely not it. And, um, so I was ended up texting one of my girlfriends and she was like, maybe it has something to do with fear, like fear of snakes or, and it totally had made sense because the night before I was like making a list of people to like reach out to, to be on the podcast. And these were people like everyone that I've interviewed so far, like I've known, like I've somehow connected with them a little bit, like mm-hmm. chatted with them. But I, the list that I was making, like, I did not know these people at all. Like this was going to be such a random like message from me to be like, Hey, do you want to be on my podcast? And mm-hmm. people had like bigger audiences. And so it was just like, I, I knew like, as I was making this list, I was like getting really scared. Like I was like, Oh, I'm probably going to get rejected. Like, all that fear starts coming up. Like my audience isn't as big, like this is so scary. Like, how am I going to word this? Um, But I remember being like, I have to do it. Like, even though I'm so scared of like being rejected, like I have to do this. And so I kind of took that saying that I was in my head during my dream of like my fear of my fear of death is like, is, isn't as strong as my will to live was like my will to succeed is stronger than my fear of failure. Is yeah, kind of like what I mm-hmm. translated it to. Yeah, and I've had, um, I think I was saying to you, like I've had a similar dream with snakes as well. And I remember <laughs> I remember it being around, I can't, I can't remember exactly what it was that I was doing at the time, but it was some sort of an investment that I was going to make. Um, I think it might have been investing in a, in a coach or someone. It was something like a large amount of money. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember having that similar kind of dream. So it's interesting because it must be, the snakes are representing the fear trying to hold you back and you can either just go for it or not. But I think yeah. it's such an important, like, as you mentioned, like letting what's, what's stronger, the faith or the fear. And this is something I always get my clients to come back to is like, what is stronger, mm-hmm. the faith or the fear? It's always the faith. It's always the dream. It's always the purpose, right? And we just need to quiet that fear voice and, and understand what it's trying to tell us and then really discredit our own fear and call ourselves out on it and and release it and let go and rewrite the story um but ultimately comes back to that action doesn't it because you know we're always going to stay stuck in that cycle if we're just not taking the action to move forward yeah and that's a funny thing too about fear and I learned this when I was going to therapy for my anxiety was like we always perceive fear as like actual reality because it feels so real to us so it's like fear is like this actually like it's actually happening like we perceive it in our brain as like oh my gosh this is really here this is happening but it's not so our brain kind of like tricks us into thinking that it is real and then you start to have all the like physiological um symptoms Symptoms yeah Yeah. it's not real so you really have to like switch your perspective away from being in fear and like moving into faith and like the faith in yourself and like really believing in self-adequacy I think oh yeah for sure I think you just have to give yourself permission as well that you know you're worthy of going to that next level you're worthy to take that step 
Um, and like you did with reaching out to those people that have larger audiences or that you don't know for the podcast, like that can be really scary, but mm-hmm. it's about saying, well, no, I'm Brie, I'm a badass and I'm going to do this, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I didn't like say I didn't say I'm a badass. I'm gonna do it. I was like, oh, like I did it. Like the thing is, is like I will drag my feet and I will be like, oh, I don't want to do this. This is scary. Mm-hmm. But I always end up doing it anyway. And it's like this might like sound a little sociopathic, <laughs> um, but like for me, like I always think I went like um, cliff jumping when I was in Ibiza. And I remember like the longer that I waited at the edge of the cliff, the more scared that I got. So it was like, I finally got to the point where I was like, I would just get up there and jump because I was like, I know that the longer that I just stand at the edge and look down and like think of all of the possibilities and all of the things that could go wrong, the worse that the fear would get. And I would like be up there longer, just like being like, oh my God, I'm going to step on a sea urchin or something like (laughs) (laughs) totally irrational Um, yeah so it's kind of goes back to that like feel feel the fear and do it anyway type of thing for sure but that's such a good analogy actually because it's like I think that when you hesitate on something that you really want to do it's like we all know what that next step would be to maybe get more visible in our business or Mm -hmm. do something like you did in reaching out to people for interviews we all know what that is but the more that we hesitate on it I think that fear does get stronger because we're giving it power so actually it's such a good analogy like the cliff jumping it's just like (laughs) just do it like in the moment and so when I work with my clients I'm always like what are you hesitating on and how can you just do it now like just make the decision I really believe that like quick decision making is so key as well for for up leveling um because we all know we just need to tune in continue to trust our intuition and and put it into action straight away because I know that I used to hold off on doing stuff for so long you know it was like I know I need to do that but I'm gonna put it at the bottom of my to-do list every single day and just like distract myself with all the other stuff that's not really growing my business and so I had to really get real with myself and say well what are the things that I know are going to grow my business and prioritize those and do them first thing I always do the scary thing first thing in the morning (laughs) so I'm not like delaying it yeah I see yeah I think that that's such a good thing to do Cause I've noticed myself do, doing that as well. Like I'll be like, I need to like make pins for Pinterest. And it's like, no Brie, what you really need to be doing <laughs> is scary stuff. But it's like, yeah. I like doing the pins. I like being creative. Yeah. Cause that's safe and fun and yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it's also not a money making activity. So yeah. you kind of have to like weigh it, but it's, I want to circle back really quick to where you were talking about like the making the, I don't want to say impulsive because that's not the right word, but like you were saying, making the the decisions like very quickly. Um, Mm. I don't know if you're familiar with Malcolm Gladwell, but he's written a ton of really good books. Um, And and his book Blink, I believe it's Blink. I've read so many of them. I don't know which one, but I haven't read that. He actually talks about making those decisions. Like when we, the difference between, making decisions very quickly or like taking a long time to make a decision it actually ends up like the decision that we take a long time to make usually is the wrong decision yeah so if we make if we go with like that gut instinct Mm. usually the better decision for us for sure yeah so he's like you kind of he basically like gives a bunch of research and like statistics on it and it's like very like intellectually sound advice um but basically it's like take that 
take that use your gut instinct and probably mm. talking about before like use your intuition um, yeah more so than anything else definitely I really believe that that's paid off for me every single time that I've trusted it and acted on it straight away um I just think that the hesitation is such a dream killer you know um but and I think maybe the longer time that you spend thinking about it that's when that fear comes in and and infiltrates and it's, <laughs> it's trying to and hold you hold, back yeah it like starts yeah. itself in, yeah and yeah it can be a mess so yeah. what are some ways as far as your daily practice goes that really help you enter a flow state yeah well, I'm all about flow state that's how I love to just do life <laughs> in general yeah. not just well why don't you life. kind of explain what flow state is for someone who might not know sure well I think it's ultimately about coming into alignment with your soul desires and, and your dream life and trusting your intuition as we've been talking about. And for me, for me, it's really about every single day, not being so structured, but just trusting every single moment what it is I'm called to do and getting into that connected aligned state. So flow doesn't mean not taking action. Flow means taking a whole lot of action that is aligned, right? Not, not doing the stuff that's just pulling us off course or things that we should be doing. Um, so I, I think it's really as well, like when you're in that flow state, you'll know it because time goes by really quickly or it doesn't even feel like you're controlled by time. <laughs> that's a whole other conversation we could go into. But um, time will not exist. Yeah, I'm all about talking about that. I love it. Um, but yeah, I think you kind of know it when it's like that joyful, focused energy and, it, and things are flowing, literally. Um, and, you know, you're producing content or you're doing whatever it is that you love to do and, it, and it's just coming really naturally. So for me, like getting into that daily is, it's definitely a practice, I think. I, um, you know, over time it's become more natural, but I still need to decide that that's how I want to run my business and my life, you know, and... and um, use some certain techniques to get me into that state. So number one in the morning is always like, as soon as my alarm goes off, it's not even checking my phone, but just getting into that mental state of who I am, what I'm called to do, who I'm here to serve, what that bigger picture vision is for me before I even roll out of bed. So I just start to kind of like think about what it is I'm calling in and, and start to feel the way that I desire to feel and really bring that energetic alignment through. Um, but then the very first thing I do is always journaling. So I make my morning coffee and I sit on my foam roller on my lounge room floor <laughs> and I get out my journal. I don't really foam roll that much. I just like sitting on it too. I don't know why. Um, and I journal and I usually like journaling for me looks like, um, I actually do a journaling practice that I've called flow journaling, which is really just a stream of consciousness. And it's basically just writing my dreams and what I want to call in, writing them into reality and stating it as if it's already done. So mm -hmm. I'll say things like, you know, as I make this much money a month, I am called to do this, this, and this. Um, these are the beliefs that I now integrate. Um, you know, my soulmate clients book in with me every single day. They love to pay me, all of that kind of stuff. So I just start to write things and whatever needs to come through. Um, but I really believe that journaling is one of the most important tools that you can use, not just for your mindset, but just really manifesting your dream business. So powerful. Um, and then, so journaling in the morning is always how I get into flow state. So from that state, I'm connected to my message. I'm connected to what needs to be done in my business. And the very first thing I'll do from that is I'll then message and sell. So that really looks like showing up 
and maybe doing a live stream or posting on Instagram or writing a blog or recording a podcast, whatever it might be. But it's always about getting my message out there first before I even look at what anyone else is doing. So I'm not checking social media or emails. I'm creating the content first. I'm promoting in uh, whatever I'm selling at the time. Not every day I might not be promoting, but usually most days in some way there's an option um, of selling. Um, You know, I'm integrating selling into the messaging process. Mm -hmm. Um, And for me, that's really important because I used to always be looking at what everybody else was doing and it was like comparison to the max and just getting distracted and pulled off course. So for me, flow state is about putting on the blinders, staying in your own lane, tuning into your message and letting that come out so that you can really grow your business and influence, you know, grow your influence and and connect with those people that you want to serve. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's like the morning practice for sure that I always, always try to try to do every single day. Yeah. So if you guys don't know, before we, I ever record anything with anyone, I always like talk to the person first and like kind of gather an outline. And Jenna actually told me about how she shares her message before she even looks at what anyone else is doing. And this was what, last week that we had that conversation? Yeah. last week. And yeah. I started doing that because I, I haven't been like, I don't, I kind of tend to like batch my content out, but I tend to get very overwhelmed. Like, if I get in on Instagram or Facebook, like, I mean, I'm really good about not using my phone in the morning, but then once I start to get into work mode, like usually I'll check Facebook and Instagram and kind of go across like all of my social media platforms. Mm. And I've created two Facebook accounts. Like one is just for family and friends. And then the other one that I have is, is for my business. And that's like where I have all of the other for majority female online entrepreneurs and they're, are all like posting the things that they're doing. And there are some really beautiful messages out there um, and services and, and, and courses and coaching options and things like that. But it's like, I get bombarded and I see what everyone mm-hmm. else is doing. And it, you can, you get caught in that comparison trap of like, yeah, maybe I should be doing this. Like I'm not doing enough of that. Or like I'm doing too much of this and not enough of this. And, and yeah. then you're like caught in this tailspin and you don't know, where to direct your energy. Um, yeah. So that has actually been super helpful to like, if I need to post anything on any of my social medias, like I want to do that before I even scroll through my feed on any platform, because then I just get For like, sure. oh, maybe my message isn't strong enough or like, isn't good enough. And you get caught in that. Yeah, definitely. And I think like, I'm, I'm really glad you're integrating that because it's, it was probably the biggest breakthrough that I had in terms of going to that next level of not only income, but just impact, like just serving more people was when I just put on the blinders. And that's what I always tell my clients. I'm like, just get in your own lane, stop looking at what other people are doing. Cause it's, it can be really easy to start to second guess yourself. And as you were saying, it's like, well, should I be doing that? Or my message isn't as good as that. And, you know, just all these fear-based talk comes in. Um, and that's when, if we do then try to create content, it's likely based on what we've seen other people doing, it's not really our message. It's not really our voice coming through and the energy is misaligned. And I believe that our community can feel that. So Mm -hmm. I know every single time when I share my message and I I haven't even looked at the online world yet, I've just gone open my computer. I've got this app actually that I use called Calmly. And it basically is like a writing, just a distraction free writing app, which is awesome. So it just like closes everything else down. It's just me and the writing. 
So that's really helpful. Um, but every time I've shared from that space, which is what I try to do every single day, that message, the energy of it is different, right? It's me. Mm-hmm. It's, my, it's my soul speaking and people feel that. I really believe that they can feel that energy. Um, yeah. So I think it's so important for everyone to have that kind of practice and, and ritual. And it really is a, a, it's a commitment, right? It's a habit that you have to integrate mm-hmm. because it can be so easy to get distracted, but you've just got to stay committed to it and stay focused. Yeah. And I think it's important to remember too, like the universe uses you as its vessel. Mm -hmm. And so when, and I know that might sound like very woo woo to some people, but like, I know not to me, I know that it makes sense to you. (laughs) People are like, Oh my God, she's joined a cult. Uh, (laughs) No, but, um, so like getting back to your point of like, you have to share the message that's like coming through from you. And it really is like, it has to be from you. And I totally agree. Like I even know for myself when I watch someone on a live or like read something, like you can almost hear the disingenuous tone um, Mm -hmm. when you're reading it and you're like this, like this. And I think that that like impacts sales. I think it impacts when you're servicing clients. Like I think that if you're like exactly what you said, if you're not moving from a place of flow or alignment, like just everything gets out of whack. And so I really believe that the the women that have the healthiest business are actually the healthiest, not only in their physical body, but then also how they really show up and like tune into what their message is. Yeah, for sure. And it ultimately comes back to trusting yourself and trusting your message Mm -hmm. is, is what needs to come through. Um, and giving yourself permission to show up as you, that's been like a big change for me as well. Just like, cause I used to do this the first couple of years, of my business, it was like looking at what everyone else was doing. And I felt like my message almost had like 10 different voices in it. You know what I mean? It was like all these different people. And then of course it wasn't connecting with clients because it wasn't really me. So it's always a decision to just show up as you let yourself speak from the heart, from your soul. And that is the best way to connect through to your clients and to just allow yourself to share what needs to come through unfiltered. Don't worry about filtering. And the right people will really resonate with that. Right. And I always think it's funny because I see it so often and I've even done it myself. Like we think by showing up as ourselves, like somehow like no one's going to connect with us. Like we're almost feel like a sense of shame maybe around our stories but it's like, mm. no, actually, like the more and more that I've shared about myself and like my story and like all the things that I've been through with my corporate job and anxiety, like the more and more people that I attract, because I think yeah. the more sides of yourself or the more vulnerable that you're willing to get and share certain struggles or triumphs that you've gone through, the more people that you actually connect with. Yeah. Um, so it's weird how like we kind of get shy and we're like, oh, well, no one can connect with me. No one can relate to me. And it's like, no, actually, like the more that you take that mask off, like the more connected you're going to get. Totally. Yeah, totally. I think your story is so, so key. Yeah. And yeah, I agree. Like every time I've just been really vulnerable and open, not just about business stuff, life stuff, you know, mm-hmm. like you were saying, sharing your anxiety, things like that, because it's relatable and people go through it and it just shows like we're all human and I think it really builds that deeper intimacy and trust and connection with your with your people yeah because they're like oh wow she's human too like (laughs) we're not you know a lot of the time everyone's presenting this perfect image online and it's not the reality 
Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think the more you can share your story, including your pain and your challenges, especially that stuff, actually, that's the, the best way to connect. Yeah, I think especially as a coach or just anyone who's really visible online, like, like it's just, it's so important to show up and be transparent with your audience. Mm. Um, ulti- like, I think transparency is so key. And I remember like doing my first Facebook Live and uh, like I look back at it, I'm like, oh my God, I should delete this, but I'm going to, I'm going to keep it up because I think progression is, is key. But I like the way that I sounded and like my, the way my mannerisms, I'm like, that is not me at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I was just trying so, so hard to, to kind yeah. of morph into like someone who was appealing for people to watch. But yeah, um, I think I, I just naturally do that without trying too difficult. So yeah yeah I actually had a client the other day and she was she wants to do more Facebook live and so I set her like a challenge to do it um just for seven days in a row and just go up on she's like what do I say I'm like just get on there and say you're scared of doing it but it's like be real get on there and say like this is something I've been holding back from doing and I'm scared right now but I'm showing up and she did and the amount of engagement she got was incredible because people were like oh my god me too thank you for showing up anyway and leading the way I'm going to do this now. And yeah, like if she had just tried to fake it or be someone she wasn't, or even hold herself back from doing it, she wouldn't have had that connection with her audience. So I just think it's such an important reminder to, even though we might not be coming across as perfect, you know, what even is perfect? um, It's, we just have to show up as ourselves and just be who we are. And that's the best way to, to connect. Yeah, I think I always, I've tried to focus to kind of shift my focus to like progression over perfection because I was always always shooting for perfection. Like even Mm -hmm. in my podcast episodes, like my dad actually brought this up because I would, he would call and I'd be like, oh, I'm editing. He's like still, and I would like be recording stuff like over and over again. And he's like, you're trying to like aim for perfection and it's not going to happen. He's like, do the podcasts that you listen to, are they perfect? And I was like, no, like you hear bells going off for like little, like, and I'm like, no. And he's like, so why do you think that your audience is expecting you to produce like the best, most perfect podcast out there? I'm like, oh, he's right. Like, (laughs) so true. Um, Yeah, for sure. So tell us a little bit more specifically just to kind of wrap things up. So how, can people contact you? Do you have a course or coaching that you're offering right now? Yeah, I've got all the things. <laughs> so it's always <laughs> running a million things at once. Um, well, the best way to contact me is coming onto my website, which is abundantboss.com, um, or hopping onto my Instagram, which is jennablack.inc. So that's usually where I'm hanging out. I've also got a free Facebook group that um, if there's anyone that is female entrepreneur listening, which I'm sure there are, um, that's called Abundant Queens on Facebook. That's my free group that I've just launched last week or a couple of weeks ago. Um, but yeah, in terms of working with me, I a lot of the time I'm coaching one-to-one. So I've got a few different options for people if they're wanting to really build their business and work on their money mindset and step into that next level. Um, and then I've got a whole lot of different Um, self-study programs and group courses that I run at different times. So depending on when this goes out, I am about to launch one called Money Queen and that's a 12-day challenge to manifest more income in your business. So that's going live on October 15th, depending on when the podcast episode comes out. But yeah, I'm always running things, you know, every few months I'm 
um, relaunching my programs and things like that. So yeah, and what <laughs> about your podcast? Cause you, if, okay. So this, so Jenna is one of the people that I was freaking out over messaging because we had just connected on Instagram. Like, I don't know if I DM'd you or you DM'd me, but we added each other on Instagram and I was like, and then I saw that she had actually launched a podcast and I was like, Oh, like maybe I should reach out to her because she just launched the <laughs> podcast too. Yeah. So what is your podcast name and where can they find it? Yeah. The podcast is called the Jenna Black show. Um, and I've just launched it. So there's three episodes at the moment and I'm about to record some more today actually after our conversation. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that my podcast is all about just short daily little snippets of inspiration and tips to grow your business and really create an abundance mindset. So I'm keeping all the episodes to like 15 minutes so that you can just listen to it, you know, getting your morning coffee or whatever, um, and really help you to step into that next level. That's awesome.